0: Welcome to the First Timers Podcast Show, where we offer insight, tips, and advice for first-time or long-time home buyers, sellers, investors, and homeowners. I'm your host, Mikey T., personal home consultant, builder, investor, homeowner, and licensed real estate agent. Please subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at First Timers Podcast Show. So today, I want to talk about the home inspection process, and we have talked about that before on the show, but I think my guest has some experience and a a knowledge of of, uh, doing some home inspections in urban areas that um, maybe some other guests haven't had, so I'd like to uh, bring on the show Ahmed Amin, P.E., he's a civil engineer as well as a home inspection. Inspector, He's the owner of Outlet Home Inspections, located in northern New Jersey. You could follow him right now on Instagram, at Outlet Home Inspections. And uh, he's going to be here to shed some light on the subject. So, Ahmed, thank you for coming on the show.
1: Thank you for having
0: me. I'm excited for you to be here. Um, I think you have some unique experience, especially where you work in Jersey, that uh, many home inspection, inspectors in my area don't have because we're pretty much – all suburban area down here. Everything single family, spread out um, home. So I think there's a different type of uh, inspection you do up yes. there than down here. Um, but before we get into that, I want to know what you did before you became a home inspector. Inspector, what brought you into the field? Mm-hmm. I did a little, uh, little creeping on you. I know that <laughs> you're you're a, a professional, a civil engineer. So let's talk about that. I, I, it it, uh, it definitely. Intrigues me how you're you're bringing the two together.
1: Yes, yes, definitely. Um, so maybe I'll start all the way back. Um, I did go to school for civil engineering. I uh, did my bachelor's in civil engineering. I uh, went to New Jersey Institute of Technology, NJIT. And NJIT, that's in, great in school. North New Jersey, yes, good school. Very difficult. Um, But I got through it. (laughs) It's a hard school. Yeah, it can be, definitely. Um, Honestly, I wasn't even sure I was going to get accepted, honestly. Um, Uh I feel like coming from an urban neighborhood like Jersey City, Going through the public school. I mean, I love Jersey City. They taught so th- everything.
0: That's, that's where you grew up, Jersey yes. City?
1: I still live there as well. I still operate from there. I'm based in Jersey City. Uh, I've been there practically my whole life.
0: So you've seen it change, especially that uh, yes, uh, large area of, of that has, has yes, changed
1: up that way. Uh, the value for sure. Um, I mean, back in the day, people probably cringe in living in Jersey City. But um, I used to get chased from my bike, for example. <laughs> I don't have to worry about that anymore, thank God. But um, yeah, so lots of gentrification. House values went up. I feel like the culture is still there in lots of the neighborhoods, but it definitely got gentrified. So uh, I I grew up in Jersey City through the public school district. Um, I knew I wanted to be an engineer. Uh, I feel like my dad sort of got that in my head a little bit as well.
0: Well, It's Um, funny how parents could plant those
1: seeds. The culture definitely comes into play. So,
0: So what did your dad do?
1: Uh, so my dad, he was an accountant. Um, he's, he actually lived in Egypt, and we came here when we were very young. I was born in Egypt, came when I was three or four years old. Wow. Yeah, definitely. So he was an accountant over there. Over here, he owns a taxi cab medallion, so he has his own taxi cab business, and yeah. he actually owns real estate as well. Awesome. Yeah, so— um, But he
0: planted that seed, like— Yes, definitely.
1: <laughs> he also planted the real estate seed, sort of. Um, I mean, I bought my first house l- last year— He helped me out, gave me a lot of guidance, um, definitely with what he went through with fixing it up, fixing up his own homes, things of that nature. So I've always had that interest of real estate. Um, Even my uncles, they've always been into uh, real estate, construction, buying homes, fixing them up, back when it was much cheaper in the city, uh, things of that nature. So I've definitely been always interested in construction, real estate. So, I mean, when I got accepted to NJIT, I wasn't 100% sure what I wanted to do. I did a little research, probably not enough research. Um, (laughs) I jumped into mechanical engineering first. Okay. Um, I figured it's very broad. I'm definitely going to like something. Um, I didn't like, I guess, the whole mechanical engineering aspect, the whole program. I couldn't really get excited for it. Um, The one thing I really wanted to do is uh, I loved aerospace. I loved space. I loved NASA. I was Uh like, oh, that would be like my dream job if I could one day work for NASA Uh, They didn't have a really big aerospace program. I never really pursued it. Um, So I quickly realized that I really liked construction. I really liked civil engineering. All my civil engineer friends at that time, um, you know, I spoke to them. I met with some of the teachers. Uh, I just started to like it, basically. Yeah. Uh, So second year in, I switched to civil engineering. I didn't lose that many classes because it's almost the same the first two to three years. Yeah. Many of the same core classes – You know, calculus, all the math classes, the science classes, physics, chemistry. Um, So I jumped right in it. I didn't lose that much. And I instantly started to like it. Um, You know, it just made more sense to me. The structures, uh, water resources, all those classes. It seemed more practical. It seemed a lot more practical. I mean, you see it everywhere. I mean, when you drive to work, the bridges, the roads. Everything. Everything. Traffic control—that's yeah. all civil engineering, and it's, it's amazing. Yeah, it's really
0: fun. How much of an umbrella that covers?
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, if you think about it, a civil engineer pretty much designed your home. Yeah, uh, you know, there's a lot of drawings that go into it—stamps, pieces, stamps, things of that nature—that goes into it.
0: Yeah, every part of your house yeah. has to be engineered to a certain extent. to a certain. I'm, yeah, I mean, there's an engineer behind how they make the two by fours and how they're yes. kiln dried and. I mean, there's there's engineering to everything.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, architecture as well. Um, yeah, I never was really good at drawing or like maybe the whole design aspect.
0: Yeah, I, I,
1: it's <laughs> it, I'm, it's different. The, yeah, the it's architect different.
0: side and the and the engineer side. Coming from a builder, it's yeah, like it, you see the two ends. Um, I went to school for architecture, oh, and did you? Okay. Um, I got into the program. And it was way too artsy for me. And they had, they wanted you to think a certain, I'm, I'm, I guess I see where they're going. They want you to like open your design mind. Mm -hmm. But as I was going through it, doing construction, I'm going, nothing you're telling me is practical. Like they're, (laughs) they're talking about architects that never had a house built. So I go, isn't that guy just an artist then? If if his pro, if his drawings were never built, he was just an artist. He wasn't an architect. And, being in the field, I know that, you know, we'll get drawings from architects and we'll say, well, how do you build that? And they'll say, well, do what you got to do and then we'll do an as-built. <laughs> and then on commercial projects, we'll get the structural engineer giving us a set of planes that we're like, whoa, I'm like, don't you think this is overkill? And they're like, absolutely not. And then they got all the numbers to prove it. And I go, listen, I'm just a, yeah. I'm just a GC here. Whatever yeah, you want, definitely. we'll build it. So I, I've seen it from both ends, yeah. but I... I I know for uh for me I think I'm a little more analytical okay. and logical and the architect part You should
1: have been a civil engineer then. I probably <laughs> should have uh
0: I I never after I had that experience mm-hmm. and uh I killed my first few classes and I was like do you know what I I can't think this way like yeah. I think in a way of building practically and I just um i don't know where i would be today no, but that's but, good you yeah.
1: realized it early you didn't waste time i mean i feel like when i jumped into engineering too i really didn't know what i want i, I don't think i had that appreciation for it yeah I, I didn't i didn't see myself as an engineer like even through school like sometimes i would think like am i gonna graduate next year like <laughs> what am i gonna do with my life yeah what's know? step two yeah exactly what's step two so um so I graduated. I got a job out of college. I got. I, I feel like I got lucky because it was very competitive. It still is today. Sure. As you know. Yeah. Uh, you know. You you want to work in the city or you want to work for a big job. So um, I I did land a job. I was uh, pretty much a consultant. I did loss prevention for a lot of uh, commercial companies. Mm-hmm. So I would go in. I tell them a lot of the risks. Uh, for example, like the condition of their roof. If they were in flood zones, you know, I would look at the flood maps, figure out where – look at the building plans, the flood elevations, for example. Um, You know, if there's sprinkler protection, the type of structure, if it's wood. um, So I did that for a while. I still do do it today in a different extent. But
0: that is very – you can see like the transition. That's very close to home inspecting.
1: Yes, yes. Into
0: the inspection because you're looking at – Yeah, yeah. to a certain degree, but you're looking at things – in that aspect.
1: Exactly. And um, and even though I wasn't doing any hardcore design work, I always had in the back of my mind, I wanted to become a professional engineer. I just wanted that reach, you know? Yeah. Uh, because what goes into it, you have to take the first exam, the engineering training, the FE exam, they call it. That's an eight-hour exam. You have to pass that. It's a brutal exam. Um, it's almost like a speed exam, too. You really have to crunch down the numbers, get as many as you can, right, and pass the exam. Um, the first time I took it, I, I was in college. I didn't study. I figured, <laughs> let me wing it. I failed. Uh, I, I decided to try to take it again. I told myself I would study. I never studied for it. I tried to wing it again. I failed again. And then the third time, I actually studied for it, like a good three, two to three months before the exam, and I passed it. Awesome. So if there's a lesson there, <laughs> study. don't wing. Yeah, <laughs> don't, don't wing, wing it. it. Not something like that. Those exams yeah. are designed for you not to wing it. Yeah. I've had college friends that didn't study at all and have passed it, and good for them. Yeah. I'm not a great test taker, so <laughs> that's what I learned about myself. Uh, so I worked for four years. You need the four years. You needed to do a little bit of design work. I did a little bit of design work um, and just in general engineering work. Uh, I, w- I got approved to take the PE exam. I sat down. I took it. Uh, the first time, I actually did study for it. Um, and I failed it. And it was brutal because when you kind of like sort of compute how many you got wrong and right, yeah. I was right on that border. Oh. Like, So it was like maybe high 60 percentage. Yeah. At least that's what I calculated based on the diagnostic they gave me. Yeah. It's, it, it, I think it's 80 questions if I remember or maybe 120 questions. And you could figure out how many you got wrong, how many you got right. Yeah. So that one really hurt a little bit. Um, I think what happened was being out of college for so long, trying to learn all that theory again, I really got hooked on it. And I'm very hard-headed. So (laughs) if I don't know something, I sit there for hours until I figure it out. Unfortunately, this is the way I I am. So the second time, I switched it up a little bit. Um, I basically did a lot of questions. Uh, like I kind of trained my brain to be in that exam, you know, because there's no way you're going to know everything. I don't care if you're the best engineer of all time. And you really have to pretty much be resourceful and manage your time very well to pass that exam. At least that's my tip to anybody that's studying for that. Mm -hmm. So I was crunching out maybe on average hundreds, maybe even thousands of questions by the time I went – and sat down for that exam again. And even the second time, um, you know, it's brutal because you're waiting for a month and a half for your grades. Really? Yeah, it's a long they time. They can't just pop. I, well, I guess they're all. I, I don't know the whole process. Yeah. I'm not going to pretend I know. Uh, I know in New Jersey they made me wait a month, a month and a half. There's no exact time. Um, and, you know, I was going on forums in other states. They were getting their grades. Or they were getting their disappointments. Um so, I finally got it, and I remember it, I got that pass grade. and I must have refreshed that page like five times just to make sure you know. I,
0: I actually <laughs> hope you snapshotted it. it the first time, yeah, so just, you in re- case. yeah. yeah
1: just in case I <laughs> if really it changed,
0: it would, I would have been like, Listen, I, I, I know it said I passed, <laughs> yeah,
1: seriously. So, uh, and I finally did pass, and I finally awesome. got it, yeah. So, that was my story. I wasn't yeah. like you know, hardcore engineer I passed for the first time, I figured it all out. Um, But, yeah, that was the whole process.
0: So um, what brought you from there to home home inspecting?
1: Yeah, so the engineering board in uh, New Jersey and in a lot of other states is the same as the home inspector board. Uh So it was a little bit of an easier transition uh, because they pretty much had a record of me as well. Um, I did – so like I said, I had the interest of a real estate. I always wanted to start a business of my own. Maybe not nothing huge but have something of my own. Yeah. Uh, so I s- said, let me go through the home inspection school. Let me see what it's about. When I sat in the class, I loved it a lot. Um, I was told to be very cautious because I am a civil engineer. And, you know, I'm now being a home inspector. Being an engineer and a home inspector, two different things. Yeah, the, yeah those
0: paths could, uh d- They could
1: definitely collide yeah. uh, a little bit. Um I mean, I have the engineering background. i always be an engineer. Um, so when I went, I wanted to take the class to really know how to be a good home inspector because I always tell people I might consider myself a good engineer. It doesn't mean I'm a good home inspector. Yeah. So I went through the class. Uh, the best part about it is the externship where you're going, you're going out and you're following other home inspectors, what they look at. Figuring out what you don't like that they do, you don't tell them that. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But, like, you know, you you kind of have to have your own, I guess, personality, your own style, yeah. things of that nature. So that was the best part of it, uh, seeing different homes, going in. I love it when I go into a house, and even though it's a little frustrating, and I see something that I've never seen before, and I'm like, man, I need to research this. This yeah, is what so is cool. this? Like, what is this? That, and, you know, that
0: happens to me, too. I, I go in, and I'm like, what the heck? Yeah. I'm on my phone researching because yeah. I've never seen it before.
1: Yeah, and, and the client is pretty much looking to you like, aren't you a home inspector? Don't yeah, you know why this? Why haven't you seen this before? I'm like, this isn't every home. I could show you my last 10 reports. I didn't find <laughs> this. like yeah. you know. So, yeah, so that's pretty much how I became a home inspector. And did you
0: uh, shadow someone from your area?
1: Uh, no. Believe it or not, a lot of the people, well, I guess to a certain degree, yes. It was uh, a lot of North Jersey uh Northwest Jersey, I would say, uh-huh. like Sussex County. It was a little bit of a, a drive, yeah. but that's where the home inspectors were. There was one that I was very fond of. Uh, he he really is a mentor of mine, um, and I even still keep in touch. We haven't talked in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, I know he moved to PA, but he was somebody that I really leaned on. Even when I started, I would send him questions, and he was always there for me, so that's I really amazing. appreciate it. Yeah, he's a really good guy. Like, honestly— um, if there's anybody I would ever want to reference in his area, it would be him. Like, just send him business because yeah. I know he's a really good home inspector. Very That's great. guy, too.
0: Well, thank you for sharing that story yeah, and your, no your background. Um, so now let's get into for, uh, for like, new home buyers. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about home inspections. I mean, for, like, you or I, it's, it seems just common, you know, what a home inspection is. But for someone that may be looking like they're buying their first home, They're going to be faced with a home inspection. Just kind of give a quick synopsis of what a home inspection is, what they cover, um, something like that. So people kind of understand what your job entails. Okay.
1: So if I had to, like, say it in one sentence or, uh, like, a summary, I would say a home inspection is like a diagnostic of the home. Um, It's a holistic view of the condition of the home. Um, What we look at, I mean, we pretty much – Anything that is exposed and uh, we could visibly, like, evaluate or identify any issues, we inspect for the most part. I mean, the roof, uh, the plumbing, a lot of the plumbing is behind the walls, but to a certain extent, it is exposed, of course. Uh, yeah, Uh, Hopefully, sometimes it's a little bit more challenging when you have, obviously, like finished basements and things of that nature. Mm -hmm. Um, Electrical, we'll look under the electrical panels, or at least we're supposed to. As long as we safely can, Yeah, uh, we'll test outlets to kind of get an idea what what the electrical infrastructure you have. Uh, The structure, we definitely look at the structure. So, like the main beam, the wood joists, the foundation walls, if there are any cracks of any sort. Uh, the interior, the exterior is just as important. Um, like, uh, you'll probably jump into this, but I always tell everybody um, the biggest problem I find is moisture issues, where it comes from. It starts on the roof, ends up in your basement. I must be a broken record by now. And any <laughs> any realtor that knows me, I yeah. say this to every home buyer. I say, keep the moisture out of your house, and your house will live forever. Sure, That's the biggest issue. Um, so anything we could pretty much see. Uh, we'll, we'll go into the kitchen, the bathroom, the bedrooms, the attic space, make sure they're ventilated, insulated, things of that nature. Yep. Um, I could go on and on and what, what we look at. Um,
0: I think the main thing I like to tell people is you guys could see what you could see. Yes. But if there's stuff behind that wall, there's no way of you knowing it. it exactly. You know? I mean, it, there's as good of a home inspector as you are. Um, I had a client that ripped up their walls. <clears throat> and then they found that there was damage behind there. I could imagine. There was no way of knowing that. Yeah. I mean, there was no tell signs, you know, of termite damage at the baseboard. Yes. There was nothing there. we can't prod around and poke holes throughout walls. You have
1: to be careful, yes. Yeah,
0: so you can't damage the property. It's
1: non-destructive, basically, yeah. yeah.
0: So uh, a home inspection is not, like, intrusive where you're removing stuff to see. Whatever can be seen without damaging the home That's all you can inspect.
1: And I always tell people, too, when you're buying a house with a finished basement, you are taking a risk.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, the foundation's covered. The main beam's
1: covered. And the basement is where the biggest issues tend to be um, for for, for obvious reasons. Um, So that's why I tell people if you really don't want to take that risk, maybe look for a home with an unfinished basement with the potential to finish, and then you could at least control what goes into it.
0: Yeah, you could see if there's if water if they already waterproofed the house. If exactly. they did a French drain,
1: there's termite um, damage, moisture issues, yeah. whatever cracks of any sort. Um, you know, as you probably already know, there's a lot of flippers out there that try to get the most of oh, the money. Oh my goodness! And yeah. it's really sad. It's unethical in a sense. And a lot of these guys,
0: I've noticed. Um, more than more lately the last couple of years
1: mm-hmm.
0: um they're they're refinishing those basements yes and for me it's it's a it's a light bulb goes off because they're trying to or they, i think that they're looking to possibly hide something yes when you're refinishing a basement yes you don't want someone to see the other stuff going on exactly. like why? i mean you the roi on that money isn't that great to go into the basement because yes. i think people they they could care one way or the other
1: but um
0: when it, you're hiding a lot yeah. when you're refinishing a basement.
1: Well, when I purchased a home, for example, um, I purchased a home with a, a finished basement. Or if you were in that basement, you'd be like, this is not finished. But <laughs> it, it, it was. Everything uh-huh. was hidden. And... Um, when I started opening walls, uh, I was a little surprised. Let's just say <laughs> that. Um, you know, I had a raised floor. There was termite damage underneath there. You uh-huh. didn't even need to know. I mean, you just walked around on the perimeter. Yeah. And I'm not really that heavy of a guy. But felt I felt it. Felt it deflecting. Yeah. And I'm like, there's something wrong here. Yeah. Uh, and then when I ripped up the floorboard, you you easily saw it. It was pretty much like hanging, for, for God's oh, it was sake. Just,
0: yeah, that, but I, I
1: got lucky. They didn't go to my main beam. They didn't go to my wood joints. They yeah. stayed low. So I said, to a certain degree, it helped me out.
0: Yeah, but how many people, they they never touch it. They never rip it up. Yes. Yeah. And who knows what's under there?
1: Uh, there know? could be mold. Definitely mold is a big one. Oh, um, definitely. You, I mean, sometimes you just smell it when you walk into the basement.
0: Yeah. I think when you walk into a house— <laughs> I tell people all the time, just take a smell. Just yeah. breathe in. You could tell so much about a house. You could finish. tell the animals yeah. if there's mold. If it was smokers, yeah. you could sm- The yeah. smell could bring so much out of the house that you can't see. Yes, um, I know for like my brother. If there's mold, he's he's like a mold sniffing dog. Mm-hmm. He will instantly close up he his eyes all like well, oh, he's, very yeah, he's very sensitive. So when we look at investment properties, you
1: have him come he over he <laughs> walks in
0: and he'll go, Whoa, there's mold in there. And I'm like, What are you talking about? Yeah. And he could, he could he knows before I do. Yeah. Um but I think smell like your the smell yeah. can tell so much about a house. And
1: the sad part about it, even as a home inspector, I shouldn't be saying that, but um we I know some home inspectors do the testing for it. I don't, for example. Um Sometimes we know it's mold, but we can't really call it mold because you, you, that's kind of like you have to go through the lab testing to really understand the strand of it. Yeah. So I'm very careful when I see it. I mean, sometimes it's just so obvious. You go in, you see it, you smell it, you, you start – your throat gets a little itchy and yeah. you're like, okay, I'm like 99% sure this is mold. But you you have to present it in a sense like, hey – this looks like microbial growth. They'll say a microbial bacteria. Mm-hmm. You know, this could be really bad. You should go get a specialist in place. Yeah. And, and that's what home inspectors do too. We don't pretend we're, we're not licensed electricians. We're not licensed plumbers. A lot of us are not licensed engineers. Um, so we have to get you to, in the right direction. We tell you to get the right professional. We tell you what's wrong. We don't. We might not even go as deep as someone like a licensed electrician would tell you, a licensed plumber. Yeah. But we at least point you in the right direction, so you understand what will go into, who you're going to need to hire, who you're going to need to consult with to get it fixed.
0: Yeah. No, that's right. We, at, you guys get to see the warning signs. Yeah. And then put everybody on track. Not that every issue is the end of the world, but at, yeah. you know, at least certain issues should be. You know, looked at again by somebody else that knows
1: yeah.
0: that field, and um, and then whatever the plan of attack is, either you're going to get a credit or you're going to have it fixed. Yeah. Um, that's all a part of like the plan of between the agent and the and the buyer. Yeah. You know, I know for myself when I go into a house, most of the time buyers want credit. They need money. Yeah. I you know? know, and unless it's something that needs major work.
1: Yeah.
0: Almost every buyer is like. Just give me some money,
1: you know? Just give me something, yeah.
0: Something, yeah. Um, But that is something that you talk about with your buyer beforehand. Um, Roofs. You mentioned roofs. Uh, Do you actually go on the roofs or do you use – I know a lot of guys are using drones now. Yes. Um, I I guess there's a certain amount of liability with climbing on someone's roof. Yes. I mean, if there's soft spots up there, I mean, now you – Go through that soft spot.
1: <laughs> yeah, and um, the seller's going to look to me like you damaged my Yeah, roof. you damaged
0: my roof. Um,
1: the home inspector gets blamed for everything. Let's be Oh, honest. absolutely. And yeah. even, like, certain realtors, if something goes wrong, they will blame the home inspector. Not all of them. I'm not yeah, no, bad-mouthing it, them in any ways. But, you're I mean, an easy target. I'm an easy target because I was in there digging around, looking at things. Um, so, like, one thing I got in trouble for, uh, painted panels, for example, You know, I I definitely want to get under that panel. And and obviously the buyer is looking to me to get underneath that panel. So I'll start cutting around it. Maybe the paint will peel off a little bit. So I've gotten yelled at so many times for that. And I'll tell the person, I'm like, listen, if you want me to come over to paint your walls, I'll I'll do it. But, like, you know, this was very important. Yeah. You have a buyer here. You don't. They were going to give you a hard time if I just walked away and I didn't do it. And for her to get a licensed electrician to look under there, you know, they're going to charge for it. Yeah, time, absolutely. Of course. So that's one example. But um, going back to the whole roof thing, um, if I could safely get on there, I would jump on the roof. I don't mm-hmm. mind it. Um, I mean, technically... It's very difficult unless it's a flat roof for the most part or the steep, it's not too steep. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they have shoes for it. Uh, I never wear them, I'm going to be honest. I have regular boots. I just wear yeah. regular boots.
0: Yeah, I normally wear sneakers when we go on the or roof. sometimes sneakers. Yeah, even, something with a rubber
1: bottom. Yeah, sometimes I'll do that as well. But I'm not a
0: fan of heights. I'm not
1: <laughs> a fan. Uh, I don't mind heights, believe yeah. it or not. Um, I think I'm a little lucky in New Jersey because a lot of roofs, I think 50% of the homes I look at, especially in Jersey City, are flat roofs. Yeah. But most of the time I don't have access. So what I've done is if they have like a sub roof, I've jumped through the window and went on the roof that way. Or yeah. if there's a fire escape, I jump on the roof and I get on it as well. I first... Look at the fire escapes. Some of those fire escapes are oh, they be, sketchy. Yeah, because yeah,
0: they I haven't mean, been used in a rust, yeah.
1: yeah. It's pretty crazy also.
0: So in in areas like that, Jersey City, uh, mm-hmm. urban areas where um, all the homes are so close together.
1: Yes. Uh,
0: I, I haven't done any work in that area. I've never done construction in that area. But um, do some of those homes have like hatches where you could get up to the roof? Because they could be pretty high mm-hmm. without access.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, usually let me let me say this. I do use my drone. I invested in the drone. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a big seller. It's a big competitive advantage I have. I don't carry around forty foot ladders. I don't even have the truck to carry. I have a mid size SUV. I yeah, mean, you saw. Yeah, but you,
0: a- but you're going into urban areas. Yeah, like where you're driving, I my truck. It's it's a nightmare to get parking. I could only imagine. Yeah, <laughs>
1: definitely. Yeah. Uh, well, you have F one fifty. I have right?
0: a twenty five hundred truck. So yeah. Like, so it's huge. Getting yeah. into any type of Jersey City, Hoboken. Elizabeth, Elizabeth, yeah, Elizabeth, yeah, forget it, Elizabeth. It's it's a nightmare. They a nightmare. don't
1: have a driveway. Forget about it. No,
0: forget. I that I have a lot of people ask me to come do estimates up there, mm-hmm. and I just tell them I'm. I, number one, Too parking's funny. a nightmare. <laughs> I don't even like. I'll drive the hour to Bayonne yeah. or whatever. Um, Parking's a nightmare, uh-huh. and that's the main thing. Parking's a nightmare. Like, I, uh-huh. and then getting materials conveniently where you're getting parking there. Yeah, and j- it's a whole different dynamic definitely. where you work compared to where I work down yeah. here.
1: It's it's a little bit of the fast life, as yeah. I like to call it. Yeah, definitely, definitely faster. Yeah, definitely much faster. Everybody's always in a rush. There's a lot more people on the road, but. Um, But, yeah, a lot of the properties are a little bit closer. I've squeezed through so many different alleyways just to get that idea. Some
0: of the homes, I mean, some homes are attached, basically, by, I guess, like a firewall. The row houses. Um, Then some have very little alleyways in between. Yeah. Uh,
1: Uh, So it it really depends, yeah. Obviously, I can't look at the side uh, if it's attached. Um, So that's where I'll focus more in the basement. Yeah, Um, I'll look at the foundation walls that way. I mean, if you think about it structurally, they're not gonna bulge out the walls. um, Yeah, because there's other basement walls holding it, so it's gonna be held in place. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean you can't have cracks. You can't have uh, still um, moisture issues. Termites could still get in. They find any little crack, of course, and all the right you know the right seasoning, as I like to call it, humidity. You know. uh, Wood, all that. So it is a little bit more challenging. The drone is more challenging, too, because I have to watch out for electrical poles. Tons of wires. Uh, trees, and I've crashed it before. <laughs> um, it's funny. I've In the beginning, I didn't crash it. And then, like, two years down the line, and I, I crashed it.
0: When you thought you were good.
1: And I thought it was good. I guess I got a little cocky, a little <laughs> confident. You, you're going to become a really good pilot. Yeah, if if you want to become a good drone pilot, fly your drone," Jesse you said. Like <laughs> I can't know, even imagine. Yeah, there was a couple of times where I thought I was going to lose it just because of the wind. I like yeah. I don't know how it didn't hit anything. I went like half the block to try to catch it. I landed it really <laughs> quickly, right in the middle of the street. Um So I've had some funny stories. So there is a liability with the drones as well. Yeah, uh, I. Urge people to get insurance on the drone, get insurance just in case you do.
0: You have to get your license also, right? Yes.
1: You need the FAA license. You have to be careful from being too close to the airports. Some parts of Jersey City, I can't get it up. Some parts of Bayonne, I can't get it up just because of Newark Airport. There's Mm -hmm. like a border there. Um, So it depends where you are. You got to be very cautious. Um, You got to look at the wind. If it's too windy, you can't get it up. You can't fly it up over people. There's so many different rules. Oh uh, yeah, and, and they're hard to follow. But you especially know, especially
0: in a place like Jersey City, yes. where you, there's always people. There's exactly <laughs> there's always wind. It seems like up there. Yeah, way.
1: definitely. And if it's if it's too difficult, or too sketchy, I just explain it to the person. Yeah. I tell them, listen, I'll try to evaluate it to the best of my extent. I really can't get up there go get a roofer and maybe, and maybe I'll even give him a small credit if I can't get up there. Yeah. Cause you know, I feel bad because I feel like the roof is very important. Sure. Um, so, so I've done that too. I I say like there's, the, there's a ton of rules. Just use your judgment and don't be careless with it. Yeah. Don't fly it over people. If you notice it's way too tight to get it up, just don't get it up and, uh, you know, explain it to the person. Most people are understandable to an extent.
0: Yeah. You don't want to hurt anybody. Yeah, the exactly. drone. Um, In the in the Bayonne in those urban areas, I mean it's mostly concrete around every house.
1: Yes, for the Um, most part.
0: Do they have underground tank issues
1: in Um, these areas? Well, sometimes there'll be old oil tanks are still there, and I know under the concrete or like in the basement. I've seen both under the driveway. I've seen under soil. I've seen. I rarely find it in the basements, at least in in my area. Yeah, Um, I've seen it out a little bit more in the boondocks as I like to call it Um, but most of the time it's under soil from what I've seen and that's probably the biggest risk with a leak from an environmental standpoint right I've seen it under driveways um, where you just will see the filler piece and sometimes you'll see the vent fan right there and I tell people I'm like You don't even need to spend the 200 bucks. I can pretty much tell you there's an oil tank there. Nobody's just going to leave the filler. Yeah. Um, There are times uh, I've heard where they've paved over it and they moved the vent fan and they'll still be there. Yeah. Uh, So it's all over the place. I tell people listen, if I see the connections, I'll I'll point it out to people. At least at the very minimum, I'll tell them this house has probably been through an oil tank. It might have been removed. Maybe it hasn't. Just go get an oil tank sweep.
0: Yeah, because you could tell when the lines are coming in
1: the house. Yeah, they're really small. Yeah. You'll see um, the filter piece. Uh, you'll see the vent fan sometimes outside. Um, so I, I'm very cautious with that. Um, you know, I'm not. I, I'm not an oil tank specialist of any sort. I don't have that environmental license. Mm-hmm. So if I see it or I suspect it, I'll point it out to people just so they understand. Um, but that's not really what a home inspector does. We're not responsible but for it. But I'm not going to walk past it and not point it out. You yeah. Know? Like, say, hey, go get an oil tank sweep. Are
0: there a lot of uh, – do you see a lot of evidence of underground tanks up that way?
1: Um, I would say maybe 20% of the time. Yeah. Um, like I said, sometimes I don't find the connections inside. Yeah. Uh, but they'll do a tank sweep and I'll find out later there was an oil tank there. So it really depends, man. They
0: must have to use a pretty powerful uh, metal detector.
1: Yeah, um, a lot of them use uh, metal detectors. I've heard of global like positioning software. I have no idea. Yes. Radar, I think <laughs> it's called. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna pretend yeah. I'm an expert because I know. But, like uh, around
0: here, they'll do the metal detection. They'll yeah. do like a poking. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But it's mostly under soft soil around yes, here. And yeah. it's easier to, to I find. I think you have more
1: sandy soil. Yeah, too. more sandy
0: soil down this way. Yeah. Um, from like almost the Driscoll down. Yeah. Uh, it's a totally different. You, once you go north, <laughs> you get into rock. You get uh-huh. into, your area it's all concrete. Everything's yeah, concrete. Yeah. Up. More
1: gravel, rock. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think you guys probably get a lot more termite damage, I would think, right? Uh,
0: yeah. For, Definitely termite damage is is big up here yeah, down here. Down now. Here. Uh, now by you it's probably more moisture than termite, right? Uh
1: moisture. We do still get termite damage. Um you know, I had the privilege of following uh, one uh pest guy. Mm-hmm. He he was very educated doing it for 30 years. I could even give him a little shout out. He's in Brick, New Jersey. Um so anyway, I I was following him or having him come along to some of my projects, uh some of my I guess uh, home inspections. Yeah. And I learned a lot from him. And he, he even told me, he said, any house over 100 years, 90% of the time, there's some level of termite damage. And it's really important. And he always tell me, like, cover your ass. Try your best to identify it. If you can't identify that, explain it to people because there's a finished basement. Yeah. But tell them, listen, you know, I see w- – like, if I see too much moisture coming in, I tell people – There's a risk behind these walls. There might be some level of moisture damage. And, you know, I'll try to work, walk on the first floor, see if I see anything majorly deflecting. I'll try the best whatever I can. Yeah. Um, The main beam sometimes. I've seen the main beam chewed out where I could just put my screwdriver right through it. Oh, yeah. And that that gets a little bit scarier. Um, People start to freak out at that point because it's the main beam. But I explain to people, you know, you could sister the main beam. Um, yeah, it's, it's not the end of the world. I mean, you you just need to get somebody in here to do to, it to do it and understand yeah. how to do it properly. Yeah. Um Like I went into one house where the the kitchen was just like this, sinking, sinking. Right? I mean, I was
0: in a house yesterday like that.
1: Yeah, and if you put a marble in one corner, it would like just roll.
0: Yeah, I'll bring a, a golf ball with me. A oh, dude, yeah, I've and I just before.
1: drop it. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because i'm looking
0: at things and i'm like is this my eye or is this really happening but you
1: got to be careful too because sometimes people just don't install floors properly too
0: yeah but I, there's times where you drop that ball and it goes racing yeah, the other yeah way. it goes racing yeah. and you know yeah exactly because the golf ball it has those those little, little indentations yeah. so if it's all a little off it'll stop you know yeah, yeah. but some floors especially there's the floors. older homes
1: yes it definitely.
0: you know that you could see a lot when you walk in the house and you look at the the doorways and the jams and you see the cracks forming and exactly the you could cracks. you could see it's dipping in the middle of the house yeah. before you even go into the basement yeah um and you know i I think if more people were educated to that part mm-hmm. and and they led their buyers like they they educated them to okay like. There's certain tolerances that are okay. Yeah. Certain things can be fixed. But why wait until you get all the way to home inspection for you to break their heart?
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> when it, you know these things could have been, you know, they could have been on to their other four homes they, yeah. you know, that they could have put a bid on.
1: I tell people all the time too and it's starting to get popular, do a sellers inspection. Understand, yeah. I'm going to come in and tell you what's wrong with it because it's going to come up if the buyer gets a good enough home inspector. They should yeah. be identifying the same things. They might pick up less. They might pick up more. But at the end of the day, you know. It's all going to come out. It's all going to come out. If it's obvious, it's coming out.
0: But sure. I think sellers like to go into things blinded mm-hmm. so they could say that they had no knowledge. Yeah. Because once you say this is something wrong, yeah, that's if they don't disclose it, then they're now, you know, that, yeah. Technically. So, so I think that's part of the thing is that they just they don't want to disclose anything. Well, <laughs>
1: they probably don't want to waste the money either. I mean, oh, that yeah. too.
0: No one wants to, yeah. you know. And and in the end, they all waste the money by not doing exactly. what they need to they're do. They're
1: gonna have issues sometimes. Uh, and I'll have people um, ask me, "Is this a good home?" And I'm like, "It's not up to me to answer that." Like I'm a home inspector. I see this every day. I could tell you it's not that bad because I see it every day. I'm biased. Yeah. It's up to you if you could handle this. I don't know your life. I don't understand how busy you are. I don't know your financial If they can fix it or not. You know, and and I tell people that, uh, you know, I'm only here to tell you what's wrong so you can make an educated decision and how you want to proceed. Yeah. And some people also will think, um, just because I find all these issues, oh, the seller's definitely going to give me credit. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, in my head, I don't tell them anything, but in my head, I'm like, they might not give you anything, like yeah. you know. They might just tell you to take it or leave it. They don't have to give you credit.
0: Yeah, you know? absolutely. I, I tell people all the time, like uh, if if the house appraises in its current in its current state, mm-hmm. and and it appraises for the value you're buying it, yeah, then they're saying this is the value of the home right now. Yeah, Um unless we find anything way out of whack to yeah. change that value, but the value of the home is the value of the home. So. Either you're going to fix what's wrong with it because the the appraiser saw some of these deficiencies while walking around himself, yeah. or you're going to walk away. But, like, it, unless the home's falling apart at the seams, yeah. as, as long as it appraises and it's the home you want and the neighborhood you want. And what's wrong? Like, yeah, and
1: that's what yeah. most people will do too. If you think about it, they're kind of buying the neighborhood. They're buying the lifestyle. Yeah, you know? especially the families, right? Everybody wants a good school. Everybody wants a driveway for a convenience. Yep. Or street parking. I, again, North Jersey yeah, yeah. coming out of me. <laughs> yeah. right? I mean, I struggle with street parking, but um, yeah. So everybody wants, and I tell people, I'm like, decide if you really do. You see yourself living here? You know, I already told you the issues. Uh, you know, you have your realtor by your side, you have your attorney by your side. I'm not going to tell you, Hey, you should get $10,000, 20000 credit. And they'll always ask me, how much is it to fix it? Is it that bad? Is it that bad? Listen, if I find a messed up outlet, I will comfortably tell you it's not that serious. Yeah. You know, you could get an electrician to fix it. It's not that serious. If I find a whole panel full of issues, I'm not going to try to give you a quote because yeah. I know every electrician is going to give you a different quote. And I tell that to people. I'm like, listen, if you're not sure about a price, get get up to three quotes and you decide. Yeah. Never go with the cheapest and maybe you don't want to go with the most expensive. So maybe you could compare. And you could go online nowadays. I mean, people yeah. research me all the time. They find reviews. And let me tell you something. People are bound to complain, you know.
0: Uh, absolutely.
1: Before you get a good review, you're bound to get a bad review. Luckily, yeah. knock on wood, I haven't gotten any. Yeah, But, you know, it. At some point, if somebody is bad, it's gonna come out. Absolutely, yeah. and especially the reputation. Yeah. You know.
0: After a while, your reputation always will catch up it with you. Precedes you, you. Yes, yeah, definitely. I know contractor. I mean, contractors are notorious for that. Yeah. And a lot of times, they just change names, oh, and they're man. the same That's guy the doing the same stuff. Yeah. And I, you know, there's some people I know that are in that circle of. Messing up, changing the name, messing up, and you feel so bad for the clients, yeah, because they're the ones know, that are getting screwed. Yeah, they're always getting screwed, and there's not people want to trust their professional. Mm-hmm. And uh, and they by the time they get screwed, it's months, months, months later. Yeah, this guy has had 14 different deposits from 14 different customers. Yeah, and I've then, heard of a few you of know, them that do it too. Yeah, it's 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 bad, and eventually. I think eventually if you research that person's name it all comes out yeah. you know if they look up your name and not for home inspection companies that maybe you owned or yeah. you know or, I never owned any yeah. others no but yeah. I'm, you know
1: what I'm saying yeah, like, definitely.
0: It, it's all about I always tell people do your homework just yeah. do your homework don't people do
1: are lazy that's what yeah. it is and well, um, they, they, I guess to a certain extent we're human we we try to trust each other yeah and you know it also depends on sometimes the person's a great salesperson and I always tell people, I'm like, t- if you can't hold a conversation with the person and you don't feel comfortable with the person, even if they're giving you a great deal, maybe you should walk away. Yep. You know, it, I, I always tell that to everyone. If you can't, like, have just ask them simple questions and they give you answers. And I always ask contractors, too. I'll give you an example. Like, how are you going to fix this? Yeah. If they start stumbling along, I mean, that's a bad sign, right? there. Oh, yeah. If, if they can't tell me right away. Or even, like, when I'm thinking about fixing something, if they can't give me ideas on how to save money or how to do it better or what to do or what not to do, then that already is red flags. Absolutely. And I do that sometimes. Like, even with contractors, I'll pretend like I don't know what I'm talking about, you know? And then I'll be like, you know what? You make a good point. Or I'll research what they say. Yeah. You could research what a home inspector says. It's not rocket science, yeah. you know, you could start Googling everything I say. Yep, and everything and they have it, they have the report
0: right there, exactly. so they have something you to know, reference.
1: You have something on, on paper, you know, yeah. so
0: Definitely, well, I want to, before we wrap up, do you have any good horror stories?
1: Good horror stories um, There was one home I went to, uh, it was actually a Georgia City home, I'm not going to say any addresses or names, um, so basically uh, the home buyer that got me, he had he had told, you know, he set it up I went there. I was really excited because it wasn't too far away from my home. I'm like, this is a short commute, you know. So anyway, I go in. I I, I roll up to the house. I park. I already see the condition. is bad from the outside. So I'm thinking, oh, this one's going to be a little brutal, but it's okay. So I, get, <laughs> I call the guy, and the guy tells me, he's like, oh, um, the realtor and I won't be there, but here's the code. And I'm like... I'm like, that's a bad sign when the realtor and the home buyer are yeah, there or the about? seller. Yeah. There's nobody there. Uh, so I go in, um, like, uh, the Porsche is, like, pa- practically collapsing. So I know there's probably moisture, water, rot, termite damage right there. I open a door, and it just smelled like straight death. Oh. Uh, I, I'm like, oh, man. So it was a little warmer around that time. It was, I think, springtime. I literally went back to the car, took off my light coat. Um, I think... Uh, I rolled up my sleeve, put on my hat, put on my mask, goggles and gloves and went in. And then um the, <laughs> the home buyer called me and said, I don't know what I got myself into. Um I was supposed to buy this house as is. I'm sorry I put you in this situation. I need a structural problem to get pulled out. That's pretty <laughs> much what you told me. Yeah. And I'm like, I can't make up a structural problem. I mean, if it's here, I'll gladly show it to you. He said, just do what you can and please give me a call afterwards. So I walked around. Um, it was a creepy house, too, because—
0: There was nobody dead in there, right? No, there was
1: nobody <laughs> dead. I mean, it smelled like someone died. <laughs> yeah. But the base, i was telling even my girlfriend about it. Um, so the basement had a thing like playground down. Really? Like with an arrow. And I'm like, I've never seen a basement like that. It was really creepy. Like, I thought I was going to start hearing weird noises, see a ball roll you're, past and, me. And
0: you're there by yourself.
1: I'm there by myself. Like, really. Thank God it was daytime. This wasn't yeah. like a late— uh inspection <laughs> but you know i had a, my really bright flashlight i started like knocking everywhere i was going just to i don't hear any like big rats or i don't know it's the squirrels or yeah. anything so luckily i didn't hear anything i went down like my my level's my 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 levels were so heightened at that <laughs> it's just like smell everything like i'm like looking around the whole time and i like just took pictures of everything So I I knew I was going to find a structural issue in there. I I told them the porch is collapsing for one. Yeah. Uh, The back stairs was collapsing. But the biggest one is I walked into the first floor kitchen and it was like almost collapsing. Like I didn't even want to walk into this kitchen. I was like, I took a picture. I'm like, here's your structural issue.
0: He's like I'm out of here.
1: (laughs) He's like, oh, definitely uh, include that. I was like, yeah, I'm going to include that in the report. I was like, I would have appreciated it you would have been honest from the beginning a heads up yeah a little heads up um but it was the quickest but scariest inspection i ever did (laughs) i mean i took a ton of pictures i went from top to bottom i took enough pictures to write the report basically i knew the guy was walking away and Honestly, I was starting to get itchy in there. That's how bad it was. And when I got home, like, at the door, I stripped down to my boxes, put it all in a garbage bag, and right into the washing machine and jumped into the shower. So, uh, yeah, that was my funny story. The guy appreciated it. He walked away. Uh, he got me in the next inspection. And I was like, you're going to show up for this one? He's like, no, this is much better of a home. And it was a better home, so... That was a funny that story. Is funny. He even left me a good review, which is yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, so that was the scariest, I guess, most horror story.
0: <laughs> well, before we wrap up, I got four questions I want to okay. ask you. Um, what is your favorite book?
1: Favorite book? Um, so I don't read as much as I probably should. Uh, I used to read a lot of the Dane Brown books, the thrillers. Uh, I liked the Da Vinci Code. My most favorite was the Lost Symbol uh for some reason i just really like those books they didn't put me to sleep for one and um they were just really exciting
0: awesome what's your favorite show like favorite you're...
1: show is uh game of thrones without yeah goes. i'm really excited for april i know it's the last season it just has everything in that show i mean that shows that's your go-to right? yeah right? my go-to what's uh one of your favorite quotes So that's a tough one. I don't know if I ever had a favorite. I loved all the Muhammad Ali quotes. There's so many. You could probably Google from all the big big names out there. Um, I'll say I had a favorite saying, though. Um, Mm -hmm. In college, anything that I went through in my life that was tough, I used to always say, I didn't invent this or anything. Um, How bad do you want it?" it? That resonated with me. Anytime I was going through a tough situation before I was studying for that PE exam, it was how bad do you want it? How bad do you want it? I don't know. It just stuck with me. That was like your mantra. Quote. That was my mantra. Exactly. Yeah. So I don't know if I have a favorite quote. I have a favorite mantra. I yeah. Guess. That's good. Hey, yeah. look, that's,
0: that's pretty much, that is a quote.
1: Yeah.
0: What, uh, is a great piece of advice maybe someone gave you or you could give somebody, uh, um, you know, going into the home inspection field or whatever, like, uh, but I think everyone gets a really good piece of advice from yeah. somebody that kind of shifts well, things.
1: One thing I'll tell people, especially for someone that's very ambitious, I'm very ambitious. Um, you know, you're working hard for whatever you're getting into, whether it's in home inspections, real estate, um, don't rush the process. Uh, whether you're buying a fixer-upper, whether you want to become an investor, a realtor. You're going to go through a lot of bumps in the roads, a lot of frustration. You're not going to be an overnight success. There's very few of them. Let's be real. Yep. Uh, so don't rush the process for whatever you do. Um, take the time. Learn it. Enjoy it. Um, you know, understand the failure that you're going to, and frustration you're going to go through. That's the best advice I could give.
0: Awesome, man. Well, I appreciate all the information you've given us. Where can people find you?
1: Uh, So definitely I'm on social media, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, I urge you to follow me on Instagram because everybody loves pictures. I even put some of the uh, scary findings (laughs) and uh, some educational posts. Uh, I do have a website. I need to rebuild that website. Um, But I do have a website. You can find me... Uh, where else can you find me? Yeah, pretty much online. You have a Facebook page, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I'm on Google as well. I have a Google business page. Uh, I do put posts there. If you want to read my reviews and criticize me, I'm on there too.
0: <laughs> and you um, handle mostly North Jersey? Is that where you like to stay? Mostly North
1: Jersey. Um, I do, Jersey City, Bayonne, uh, Hudson County for the most part keeps me busy, Newark. Yeah. Um, I've went as far as Monmouth before. Uh, I try not to just because of you know, the travel and yeah. the traffic and depending on my schedule. Uh, but, you know, I try to work with the client. If, mm-hmm. if, if I have the time, I have the energy, the schedule, um, I'll do it and I'll try my best to help someone out. Uh, I do work still full time as an engineer as well. So Okay, so you're still doing that. Yes, I still am doing that. Um, I mean, people have told me you should just do this full time, but I don't know. It's in my bones. I love being an engineer, yeah. so I'm still doing both of them. Um. But
0: I mean, but they're getting someone with like uh, such a wide educated mindset when they use you. Yes. And I I think that's especially in an area, in an urban area where homes are older or built many, many years ago, you have an eye to see certain things that I think a lot of uh, inspectors don't see.
1: Yes. Uh, Definitely like. A lot of older homes in Jersey City are way different than some of the other homes. I actually sometimes like it when I get a suburban home <laughs> uh, for the most part. I mean, they have their oceans, too. Yeah, you know, Don't get me wrong, but it's it's completely a different animal. Uh, it's spread uh, out. Yeah. yeah, spread out. There's a People driveway. are nicer. There's driveways. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. You know how many times I must have told people i'm a little late because i'm looking for parking trying to squeeze a parking spot you know well
0: over here we have a parking lot at this studio and and it, you went right to on the street parking. and i said where where are you going i read like one hour parking i don't know how
1: this interview was gonna yeah. go. i was like you know what i don't want to get my car towed yeah
0: we're not yeah. in jersey city yeah
1: definitely you know yeah, i don't know i'm just used to it yeah. i
0: hear you well I'd like to thank you so much for coming on the show thank I you, appreciate definitely. you being here and I'd like to thank everyone for listening to the show my name is Mikey T Michael Anthony Timpani, as my mama named me you can follow the show on Instagram and Facebook at First Timers Podcast Show you can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at The Home Advisor Pro and you can follow my two companies THS Home Advisors and at FTJ Builders Inc celebrating 20 years this year it's a huge accomplishment for us okay. a link to all the websites can be found on our social media sites please leave a review on itunes soundcloud google play share and subscribe to our weekly podcast message us with any questions or topics you may like to hear and if you're a professional that could bring some value to our show please contact me together we can learn and grow i have a quote that i'd like to end with and it's from milton burrell if opportunity doesn't knock build a door god bless everybody and have an amazing week